Lord, we bless your name. We bless your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord. Why don't you shake somebody's hand beside you? Give a nice pre-Fourth of July smile. Amen. Amen. Good to be in the house of the Lord and to feel his presence. Amen. And if you would, go ahead and grab your Bibles. And I would invite you to turn with me to the book of Proverbs, chapter 2. Proverbs, chapter 2. And uh, if you don't have your Bible this morning, that's all right. We're going to throw, throw it up on the screen for you. We'll begin reading at verse number 1. Amen. Proverbs chapter 2. The Bible says this, My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. Yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Verse 6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. Amen. I want to uh, talk to you just for the next little bit on this title, Impulsive Identity. Impulsive Identity. Amen. Would you lay your Bibles down? I just want to ask you to help me pray this morning. It has been a wild, crazy morning. Wake up with low power in the house and and uh, been up since 6.30 trying to figure it out. Not without power, you know. We Our lights were dim in the house, but it's just been kind of running around like crazy. And this is a great day, and I'm excited about all the festivities that we have. But I just want to invite the Lord into this place, and I want Him to speak to our hearts this morning and our minds. And I want to take away from this service everything that I possibly can. Would you help me pray that this morning? Lord, we love you this morning. We're so thankful to be in your house, God. I ask and pray, Lord, that you would move in this place. God, I pray for your word to go forth right now in the name of Jesus. I pray that you would minister to every heart, every mind. God, I pray that you would speak to us today, God. God, we want nothing else but your will to be done in this place. And we ask it all in the beautiful name of Jesus. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't distract me today. Some of you said it like they normally distract you. Not today. Amen. Proverbs 2, uh, talking about wisdom and uh, knowledge, it's understanding. And uh, let me say this. Without wisdom, it is possible for every one of us to act impulsively without thinking. Without wisdom, it's possible for each and every person here to act impulsively without thinking. And I don't know about you, but I love these, um, I love these department stores that you can find up in Fairview Heights and uh, uh, somewhere around St. Louis. Uh, TJ Maxx, Marshalls, Ross, anybody, anybody like those stores? Yes, yeah, I love those stores. You know why? 
It's cheap. And I am a man after my father-in-law's own heart. <laughs> I'm after the deals, man. I mean, and let me tell you, there are deals to be had out there. And I walk into these stores and I walk through the door and the ladies there, you know, nice, nice people say, can I help you? Yes, you can. Where's your clearance rack at? Point me straight to the clearance rack. And the great thing, Brother Hogan, about these stores, these Burlington's and these TJ Maxx's, everything, almost everything, it's just a giant clearance rack. But even in those stores, I find the clearance rack of the clearance, you know. So, again, I'm that cheap. And that's, but that's the great thing about about these stores. Everything is on sale. And here's the thing. If it's on sale, it's not actually spending money. And all the ladies said amen, because that's what you tell your husband, right? It was on sale. And that's not, that's not, spend, that's not spending money. Um, but here's what happens. There have been numerous times that I have bought something in one of those stores, and I didn't think about it. I didn't pray about it. <laughs> Not that I pray about every purchase, but I just simply bought it. I'm like, hey, that's cool. Let's get it. Hey, I like that shirt. Let's get that shirt. And what has happened to me before is I have, I have brought those items home. I have hung them up in my closet, and I have never worn them. True story. True story. A true story for a lot of people sitting here this morning. I never wound up wearing it, and I usually would give it away two or three years later when it was out of style because I figured if someone's going to be out of style, it might as well be somebody else, not me, right? So I would give it away. I, uh, it hung in my closet, probably still had the tags on it because I didn't think about it. I was just simply, it was just simply on sale and that's not spending money. So I had to, I, I could justify it that way. And, and, and I looked at it and I thought I may not need it, but I may, I, I'm, I'm going to need it later. Okay. I'm going to need it sometime in the future. You see, impulse is a, it's a sudden, strong, and unreflective urge or desire to act. Uh, it's an unpremeditated action, okay? You didn't think about it. You didn't uh, dwell on it. You didn't, uh, you didn't plan to do it. You didn't mean to do it. You just did it. Impulse. Impulse. And see, wisdom, though, we're talking about wisdom this morning, is the power of true and right discernment. It's, it's conformity to the course of action dictated by such discernment. So not only does wisdom discern something, then after it discerns it, it acts in a way accordingly of what it, is, what it discerned, how it's supposed to act. Does that make sense to everybody? It discerns something, but not only does it discern it, 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 it dictates how you are supposed to act upon what you just, uh, what you just understood, what you just got. And, and I'll get more, a, a little bit more into that later. Uh, but here's some wise sayings that I came across that I felt fit right into the lesson this morning. And uh, some of these are quite comical. Some they make you think. Uh, but I, I like to look up these sayings. This one says, save the whales, collect the whole set. A day without sunshine is like night. Those who live by the sword get shot by those who don't. I wonder how much deeper the ocean would be without sponges. Think about that for just a minute. 
He who laughs last thanks the slowest. Look around. <laughs> My mother-in-law, she can't help herself. A foolish opinion shared by thousands is still a foolish opinion. Some people who act dumb aren't acting. Maturity begins when you come to the end of your senses and you realize you don't have any. And if you have to buy your friends, just remember someone can buy them from you. These are good, wise sayings. Are there any questions? You're dismissed. No, I'm just kidding this morning. Everybody's like, yes, hamburgers. So, so Proverbs is talking about wisdom and, and what wisdom keeps you from. Now, the first part of Proverbs talks about wisdom, and it's interesting. When you look all throughout the scriptures, anytime wisdom and knowledge are mentioned or asked for, wisdom is always asked for first before knowledge. It, almost in every mention of the Bible, when you do a research, when you do a, a study and you go through the Bible and you look for wisdom, almost any time wisdom is mentioned or asked for with wisdom and knowledge together, wisdom is asked for first. And you wonder, why is that? And it's because of this. I see a lot of people, okay, with a lot of knowledge, but they don't have a lot of wisdom. Okay? And you know what happens? They hurt a lot of people. Because knowledge without wisdom is a dangerous thing. I know a lot of smart people that have no people skills. They're very smart. And with their smarts, they wind up hurting people. And that's what I'm saying this morning. In this, in this word of God, in this, in this Bible here, you, you, you better get wisdom in deciphering this doctrine and having understanding. I'm glad you read it. But knowledge without wisdom is a dangerous thing. Anybody can quote scriptures. Anybody can memorize scripture. Do you know what it means? Do you know what it's saying? I think about, um, I think about terrorists. Terrorists are a great example of having knowledge but no wisdom. They, they're, they're very smart. They, 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 they're, they're very smart. They have knowledge but no wisdom. And what ends up happening is knowledge without wisdom, they hurt people. Okay? And we've got to have wisdom in our lives. And that's what Proverbs 2 is talking about. Because basically, here's what wisdom does. Okay? It keeps you and your belief system intact in a very cultural world that says the way you believe isn't right. The way that you believe is not how the Bible says it. Okay? The doctrine that you believe in is false. The, the church that you are a part of is a cult. Okay, cultural, modern society would tell some people that, okay, but wisdom keeps you intact when all those attacks are coming against you, okay, wisdom, okay, keeps you intact when everything else is falling apart. Proverbs 2 is talking about a man with a froward mouth and saying froward things. You ask, what is that? He's speaking false things, okay, 
He, he's speaking false doctrines. He's teaching you wrong things. And when you study that chapter, Proverbs 2, it's talking about teachers and those who have the ability to put stuff into your mind, okay? Things that aren't true. And here's the deal. You're going to have to have wisdom to keep your belief system and the doctrine in you and the Word of God in you. You're going to have to have wisdom in order to know how to use that and apply it unto your heart. You've got to have wisdom. Just knowing about it isn't enough. Knowing what will happen if you do, if you do it isn't enough. You've got to have wisdom. This generation and even previous generations, and I'm sure generations to come, they've all been marked by foolish, foolish decisions. Okay? And the writer in Proverbs, he's instructing us to incline our ear unto wisdom. Incline and then apply our hearts to understanding. Incline. Incline our ears. Incline. Incline means to bend the head or the body forward, to, to bow, to, to lean in or, or become drawn toward an opinion or a course of conduct. The writer says to apply our hearts. To apply means to put to use for a practical purpose. To bring into action, to lay or spread on, to put into operation, to employ diligently or with close attention. So the, the scripture first tells us to lean, it, lean ourselves uh, toward wisdom, to deviate from the direction of conduct and the choice of, uh, of modern culture, the, uh, the choice that modern culture teaches, and to bow and submit ourselves to something that is greater. And that something that is greater is God and His Word. You've got to have wisdom. That's, that's Proverbs 2 in a nutshell. Are there any questions? Okay. It's not really open for questions, but... <laughs> That's Proverbs 2. And if you do this, your doctrine and your belief system and even your morals will stay intact. Then it says to place our hearts into action. This is the doing part. Before you, before you do, before you are called into action, before God ever calls you to act, you have got to have Wisdom. You cannot live on impulse the rest of your life. And someone's, someone, people want to say, well, that ain't me, Bryce. I don't do that. Yes, we do. And I'm going to prove that to you. Basically, when we're talking about understanding, understanding is this. Understanding is facts and information. Okay? Facts and information. And wisdom is the ability to properly use facts and information. Does that make sense to everybody? Okay. We have understanding. We have our facts. We have our information. They're laid down on the table. Now we need wisdom on how to use those things that are right there before us. And, there, and, and, and wisdom, let me say this, wisdom does not mean that you have a high IQ. Okay. Because there are a lot of people out there that have high IQs that don't know a thing about wisdom. <laughs> they don't have an ounce of wisdom. And there's people out there who have just an eighth grade education and they can be some of the wisest people you will ever meet. Okay? So let's just throw that out of the table. It's not book smarts. It's not having high IQ. It's none of that. Here's the deal. Understanding. Understanding how to properly use facts and information. Okay? You see this. Understanding will say this. This is a fire. Okay? 
I see it's a fire. And then wisdom comes in and says, you don't eat it. You don't touch it. You don't play, you don't play around with it, okay? It's not for dinner, okay? Wisdom comes in and it says that. You don't eat it, but you use it to do things like heat your house and cook your food and warm yourself when it's cold, but don't eat it. Okay? See, having understanding without wisdom, you may know it's a fire, uh, uh, but you, you may try to eat it. Just like a little kid, they, they know it's hot, they see that it's hot, but it looks cool, it looks so inviting. So what do they do? They go over and they touch it. And they burn themselves. Why? Because they understand, but they have no wisdom. Another example would be understanding that a gun is a gun. But you don't, you don't shoot yourself with the gun. Amen? Okay. You don't do that. Understanding what a car is and how a car operates and that it accelerates when you push the gas pedal. How does it start up? You take a key and you turn it in the ignition. Gas is what makes the car continuing to go. I don't know if anybody needed to hear that this morning, but maybe somebody. That's how cars continue to go. And understanding all this, knowing it and doing it are two separate things. And I feel a lot of people is in, the, is in the knowing. You guys aren't the knowing section or anything like that. There's a lot of people in the knowing but not in the doing. Knowing it and doing it, two separate things. You may have knowledge of a gun, but you don't go pointing a gun, especially a loaded gun, at people. Okay? And you may think to yourself, I know everything there is to know about a gun. I got plenty of guns. My dad had guns. My granddaddy had guns. My grandpa, this is my grandpappy's gun right here. I know everything. No, 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 no. Knowing it and doing it, two separate things. And you may wonder what all this has to do with me spiritually this morning. We're getting there, okay? I'm going to land the plane here shortly, okay? Here's what I'm finding out. There are a lot of people that know a lot of things. There are a lot of people that have understanding of a lot of things, but their bank account on wisdom is completely dried up. There are a lot of people that know what a job is, but they don't acquire wisdom in order to go and get a job or to keep a job. People know what money is, but they don't know how to increase their money. And there are a lot of people that know where God is, but they don't know who God is. There are a lot of people that know where church is, but they don't know what the church is even about. Church is not a clique. Church is not a social club. It's not a place where we pick and choose who we let in and who we let out. Church is about the love of God and accepting people where they are at in their life and letting God work through them in his time and not anyone else's time. That's what the church is about. But knowing it and doing it, a lot of people know what prayer is, but they don't know how to pray. And here's the deal. It takes wisdom. Wisdom puts you into action to know how to use it. Experience comes from what we've done, but wisdom comes from what we've done badly. (laughs) 
See somebody looking down at their uh, bruised fingernail right now from the hammer. Smash. They say experience is the greatest teacher, but it's really even greater whenever we've done something badly and we have learned from them. So understand that when, we, when, 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 something bad, when we do something badly, understand that we can learn from that and get wisdom from that situation if we choose to. If we choose to. There's a wise saying that I've mentioned before to you, and it goes like this. The person who knows how will always have a job, but he will always work for the person who knows why. If you know how, you'll, 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 be a, you'll, you'll have a job and everything, but you'll always work for the person who knows why. You know what that is? That's wisdom and understanding. One has understanding, but one has both. One has understanding and wisdom. So I ask you, or so you ask the question, how do I get this wisdom, Bryce? How do I get this wisdom that you're talking about? Do I have to just do a bunch of bad things and stuff like that and, and learn from those things? No, 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 no. I'm going to tell you. Number one, you ask God for it. You ask God for it. It's something that you ask God for. Second Chronicles, the Bible says this, Give me now wisdom and knowledge that I may go out and come in before this people, for who can judge this thy people that is so great? And God responds to Solomon, Because this was in thine heart, and thou hast not asked riches, wealth, or honor, nor the life of thine enemies, neither hast asked long life, but you have asked for wisdom and knowledge for thyself, that thou mayest judge my people over whom I have made thee king. Wisdom and knowledge is granted unto thee. Here's the deal. Solomon didn't want money, but he had money. <laughs> Solomon didn't ask for ladies, but he had the ladies. We know that, right? Okay. I'm not even going to go down the whole path of, you know, with all those wives he needed, all that wisdom. I'm not even going to say that this morning, as I just did. Here's the deal. The reason that some of us do not get wisdom from God is because you do not have wisdom to use what you've got. We have asked God for stuff, and we've asked God for stuff, and we've asked God for stuff, and we've asked and asked, and God says, until you ask me for wisdom to use what you've got, I can't give you anything else. I believe God gets a little tired of our lives of impulse. We come in and we ask God for things and God's like, I, I've given you all of this stuff over here and until you ask me for wisdom to use all of that, if we are not careful, we can become an impulsive Christian. We can become one who has an impulsive identity. What's cool this week? What's cool next week? What gifts this week? What's he pouring out this week? What's this and this, this, this? We're reaching, 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 reaching and God, and God cannot bless that. God's saying, ask me for wisdom to use what I've already given you. Notice that Solomon asked God for wisdom before knowledge. Because wisdom is the ability to apply knowledge. And the wisdom of God always precedes the blessings of God in your life. I'm going to say that again. The wisdom of God always precedes the blessings of God in your life. Acquiring wisdom will make you stand out in a crowd. 
Ephesians chapter 1, Paul prayed. He prayed for the church in Ephesus that they would operate in the wisdom and the knowledge of Him. Wisdom brings favor. Wisdom brings blessing. Solomon was the recipient of some of the most expensive gifts anyone on earth has ever seen. And one scholar said that when the queen of Sheba wanted to hear his answers to her questions, she brought a gift of more than $4.5 million. Think about that. One of the wealthiest people in all the earth who brought a gift of more than a gift of more than 4.5 million dollars wanted an appointment with the king Solomon because he had wisdom. Wisdom will bring you blessings. Wisdom will bring you favor in the kingdom of God and in the workplace and in your college dorm and everywhere that you go. Wisdom will bring you favor. You need wisdom. You've got to stop living your life on impulse. Impulse. The second thing, and I'm going to land the plane here here soon. If our music would come this morning. So we ask God for wisdom because that's where wisdom comes from. The second thing, how do we get wisdom? Make the word of God your decision maker. Make the word of God your decision maker. God's word is the primary source for wisdom and understanding. That's why we've got to get into the Word. There is nothing that will happen to you in this, in this life that's not first found in His Word. A wise decision will never contradict the counsel of God's Word. A wise decision will never contradict the counsel of God's Word. They go together. It's a, it's a team. Wisdom will not rob a gas station in order to get money. Will, wisdom will not cheat in order to get a better grade or a better position. Wisdom would not lie to get a better job. Wisdom would not pray for another person's destruction. Wisdom and God's Word will always agree. I believe this. I believe that counseling, whether it be pastoral, whether it be some in some therapist's office, or whatever it is, I believe all of those counseling sessions across the globe would be cut in half if people would learn how to apply wisdom. The key thing that ties the physical world and the spiritual realm together is wisdom. If you're about to make a major decision in your life and it does not line up with the Word of God, listen to me very clearly. It's wrong. It's wrong. There's no loophole. There's no getting around it. There's no, well, what if, maybe, what if, no, 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 no. It's wrong. You're not applying wisdom in your life because wisdom and God's word will always line up side by side. The third thing, I wish I had more time this morning. Follow wise counsel. 
follow wise. Proverbs 11 says, where there's no guidance, a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. Proverbs 10 says, whoever heeds instruction is on the path to life, but he who rejects reproof leads others astray. Proverbs 12 says, the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Surround yourself. Church, surround yourself with people. Godly people that are going to tell you what the Word of God says, not what you want it to say. Do you stand with me this morning? Job said this in 28. It says, but where can wisdom be found? Where does understanding dwell? No mortal comprehends its worth. It cannot be found in the land of the living. The deep says it is not in me. The sea says it is not with me. It cannot be bought with the finest gold, nor can its price be weighed out in silver. It cannot be bought with the gold of Ophir and precious onyx. Neither gold nor crystal can compare with it, nor can it be had for jewels of gold. Coral and jasper are not worthy of mention. The price of wisdom is beyond rubies. Wisdom is found in God. The only place that you will find wisdom is in Him. That's why Paul prayed that to the church in Ephesus. The only place where you're going to find wisdom is down on your knees asking God for it. Praying, God, give me wisdom. Help me handle this situation. Help me handle all the facts and information that's right before me. God, before you give me anything else, give me wisdom. And here it is. This is what wisdom is. Wisdom is preparation. We've been talking about it on Wednesday nights, about spiritual mountains that we face. And the first couple of nights, we've talked about how we have to prepare. We have to have preparation. I read in my Bible where Jesus is in a boat. The storm comes, and we find him at the bottom of the boat, uh, fast asleep. And you wonder why. How can he do that? You know why? He knew. He's like, I can take care of this. Why? I'm prepared. I'm God. I've got wisdom. And I just want to tell somebody here today, the wisdom that God has, you can have. Godly wisdom will keep you intact when everything in your life is going wrong. Very quickly, I've told this story before. There was a farmer one time who needed to hire a farm hand. He needed some, some help around, and, uh, around the farm, and it was, he was all by himself. And so he put an ad out. He says, I need to hire a farm hand. And so he had multiple applications come in, and, and, and all these people he did interviews. Well, he interviewed this one man. And he sat down, and he had an interview with him. He talked, got to know him just a little bit. And he says, he says tell me, what qualifications do you have for this job? What can you do that would benefit me? How can you help me? And he said these words. He said, I can sleep when the wind blows. And the farmer's like, I don't really know what, I don't really know what that means. But he really, he really liked the guy. There was something intriguing about the guy. So he hired him. And so a couple months passed by and the guy's doing great work. Well, in the middle of the night, there was a violent storm that hit the man's farm. And the farmer gets up out of bed. He throws on his boots. He puts his hat and jacket on. He goes to run outside to make sure everything is in order, to make sure. And, and to his amazement, what does he find? 
he finds that all the animals had been put into the barn safe and sound. He found that there was enough firewood that had been chopped up by the stove in order in case the power went out. He found all the shutters had been closed over the window. He found everything was in proper order. And it was right then that it hit him what it meant when the man said, I can sleep when the wind blows. Church, when everything is going good in your life, when you are on cloud nine, when the blessings and favor of God is flowing in your life, you need to be praying and fasting like you've never done before. You need to be seeking the face of God like you've never sought after it before. You need to be as faithful like you've never been faithful before. Why? Because there's a storm coming. The rain will fall. And if you have not prepared, if you have no wisdom, Godly wisdom will allow you to sleep when your family's falling apart, when situations are out of control, when relationships have gone bad, when a friend talks bad about you. Wisdom will allow you to rest. Godly wisdom. Get it. Get wisdom and quit living your life on impulse. Stop reacting and start being proactive. You know why we can't live on impulse the rest of our lives? Because it will wear us out. It will absolutely drain you physically and spiritually. Would you bow your head, close your eyes in this place as they begin to play and sing? We have a few moments as we close up this first service. Would you just open up your mouth and begin to talk to the Lord? Would you just ask Him, God, give me wisdom. God, I have understanding, I have knowledge, God, this morning of all of these things, but I ask you right now, God, would you give me wisdom to be able to handle these situations, Lord, so that I could come out on the other side victorious, God, so that I would stay intact when the wind blows. Come on, talk to the Lord right now. Take my hands, Lord, take my feet. Come on, it's found in Him this morning. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. Lord, if you can. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Come on, we need the wisdom of God. We need the wisdom of God operating in our lives. Relationships on the workplace. You need God's wisdom. Hallelujah. You can use anything, Lord. You can use me. Make this your prayer. Say, take my hand, Lord. Take my hands, Lord. Take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord. Speak through me. Let's sing that one more time. Oh, you can use anything, Lord. You can use me. Oh, give me wisdom, God. Oh, if you can use anything, Lord. You can use me. Take my hands, Lord. Take my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. 
we just thank the Lord right now for his presence. Thank him for his word. God, we love you. We appreciate you in this place. Lord God, we need you now more than ever. God, in the day and hour that we live in, God, it is paramount, God, that we need wisdom operating in our lives. God, we need wisdom. God, give us wisdom, God, as we handle the last days. God, as we handle people, God, that come into our, into our church. God, give us wisdom. Help us, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we ask, we pray for it. God, I pray that wisdom would abound in every household, in every family, in every relationship. God, we ask for it in the name of Jesus. God, bless the remainder of our service. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed for just a few.